0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Dave O. And what a night for the Royals organization as they add three players to their club via the MLB draft, which we're going to get into plenty more. Over the next couple of days here on Clubhouse Conversation and also the Royals, of course, at the big league level, uh, most importantly tonight, win their second straight game and reclaim a share of the AL Central after a very well played by both sides. Three to one win for KC over the twins as we welcome you into another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. It's day, though, and we'll break this one down. We will preview the next couple of games against the Twins, including the Twins making a pitching change for Game 3 of this three-game set. But we begin with our player of the game tonight. And I considered giving it to Kendrys Morales, who had the big hit, obviously, that allowed the Royals to exhale early, hitting that two-run home run in the second inning. That was huge out of Kendrys' seventh home run of the year. But I'm going to go with Jason Vargas overall because, in the end, the Royals' offense, while showing signs of improvement while better the last couple of days as compared to the previous days. The Royals' offense by no means good at this point, but getting better. And while they are getting better, Jason Vargas allowed the Royals and the three runs to hold up tonight thanks to six scoreless innings by Vargas, his third player of the game award of the year here on your dish. Six scoreless innings. Yeah, no walks for Vargas first and and most importantly for him. It's a guy who doesn't miss a lot of bats, cannot allow walks. He didn't in six innings. Scattered five hits. The Twins only had one extra base hit off of him. He did strike out two in those six innings. And it just was pounding the zone by Vargas. At the knees consistently. In and out. At the knees. Down. 51 out of 70 pitches that Vargas threw tonight were in the strike zone. The best we've seen him obviously look all year, and that includes a couple of bigger strikeout outings. This is the best tonight against a Twins team that's obviously been very hot over the last five weeks. So very nice to see Vargas throw those six innings this well, especially since at that time the Royals had just two runs on the board when he was in the game. Had the Twins gotten even two, three, four runs off of him, this game probably is completely different. They still be playing right now, as a matter of fact. But And I'm a little bit surprised that Ned gave Vargas the hook after just 70 pitches. Now, perhaps, I haven't heard Ned's post-game comments yet. I'm recording this about 10 minutes after the game. Perhaps we'll find out that he was banged up a little bit on that line drive, which I doubt, because he looked just fine after that. Didn't even make him throw testing pitches. Kind of laughed about it. I think it probably what it was, and, and Ned said coming in that Vargas could throw 95 to 100 pitches. I think probably what it was is the script before the game was six out of Vargas. And then we go Matson, Davis, and Holland. We can't mess around. We need this win. And I've got no trouble with Ned, even though Ryan Matson came in and gave up a run. Even if Matson had allowed Brian Dozier to get a hit there, a single to tie it, or a double, or, or worse, to give the Twins the lead, I still would not have had a problem with Nedios doing that. I understand it. And, and I've mentioned it throughout the season here that I like how Ned Yost has been more proactive in 2015 versus reactive like he'd been in the past. It seemed like in the past, the knock on Ned was always he went with starting pitchers a hitter too long or an inning too long. And that's probably fair, especially at times. Although, again, we never know the full story, what what Ned knows. So, And a lot of those times where we thought maybe he w- you know waited too long, perhaps he probably didn't. But I think this year, Ned's been pretty much spot on. I've counted two times the whole season where I thought he mishandled a starting pitcher. So Ned's been doing great all year. I agree with tonight. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have had a problem with Vargas going back out there, especially with the bottom half of the order coming up for the Twins there in the seventh and only 70 pitches. But I understand it. You had a fresh Ryan Matson. You had Davis and Holland ready to go as well. Win the game. You can't mess around. You're in the division. You've, you're coming off a losing streak or you know a, a, a bad stretch. Not really a losing streak, but you know coming in, you know losing all those games over the last couple of weeks. Now you've got two in a row. Your footing's more even. You're back to nine above. You're back tied with the Twins. You've got an off day coming up on Thursday, so you know in the back of your your mind that even if you do work your bullpen semi a lot in this series. You'll have a break for him going into St. Louis on Friday. So that's good. So no problem dead doing that. Ryan Matson, like I said, got the first two hitters in the seventh, allowed the Eddie Rosario home run, which I thought the Royals perhaps could have reviewed. It wouldn't have mattered in the end if it would have been a double or versus a home run because the Twins were going to score anyways with a couple of hits coming up after that. But Ryan Matson wiggled his way through the seventh inning and then Wade Davis and Greg Holland were Wade Davis and Greg Holland. A walk allowed by Wade Davis leading off and he rolled up two with Joe Maurer finished the inning with a K, and Greg Holland, perfect in the ninth. Those two combined for two hitless innings with two strikeouts and a walk. Just a nice game for the Royals pitching tonight. Always turning nice double plays, always making the plays on defense. That goes without saying at this point. Offensively, like I said, the Royals are by no means cured at this point. Still only two walks tonight, although, as we both know, uh, the Royals weren't facing a pitcher tonight that gives up the walk. You know, Phil Hughes does not walk anybody. He'd walk seven hitters coming into this game. So, no surprise there. The Royals did draw a couple of walks, including Salvador Perez. How about that? Alex Gordon, the other one. We harp on the Royals consistently here for walking zero or one time or two times. So, I want to point out when the Royals do have a couple of walks. Tonight, two walks is fine against this pitcher. The Royals will be facing a pitcher on Wednesday that we'll talk about in a second that is prone to big walk games. So, it'll be, you know, interesting to see what happens as the series goes on. But, offensively, the home run ball, like I mentioned, Kendrys Morales, huge. After Eric Hosmer let off with a nine-iron shot to get on base, a little bloop job, has to blast. 2 nothing Royals, his seventh home run of the year, continues to terrorize the team that uh, signed him last year with no spring training, you know, came over with the Twins last June and was miserable. They've got to wonder, how the hell is this happening? Why couldn't you have bottled some of that up for us last year? But Kendrys continues to come through big time. A couple of hits as well, two hit games for Haas and Moose. Eric, of course, drove in the Moose at the big insurance run there. In the ninth inning. And I and I forgot to mention Alex Rios, by the way, yesterday. He's 0 for four tonight, but I'm seeing some encouraging things. And there was kind of a rough strikeout looking in this game, but in his last A B. But Alex is starting to look locked in up there. I noticed it yesterday. Better at bats, hitting the ball hard. We've seen some professional bats of him drawing walks. So I did mean to mention that yesterday and forgot to. So Rios kind of a day late, his bats weren't quite as good tonight as they were yesterday, but he is starting to look a little bit better, and it would not surprise me if Alex breaks through himself and isn't our player of the game in the next couple of days here. So just just a nice night for KC, both uh, pitching, defense, and the way they've been going offensively. It's a step in the right direction. It's good. And I told you last night when I talked to Jake Lutz on our dish that I thought the Royals might sweep this series. I thought two out of three was a darn near possibility, you know, a darn near certainty. Just, it's a great feeling about this series. Something about it. I think the Royals are going to sweep this series. I like them tomorrow. Chris Young's had a couple of rough starts in a row. He's four and two with a two-five six up against Trevor May, four and three up to four-four-five. Now, May coming off probably the best start of his career, his last outing. Seven scoreless innings against the Red Sox. The Royals did get him good April 13th at target field for five runs in five-and-a third on eight hits. Faced the Royals once last year. They got three off of him in four and two-thirds. So the Royals have had success against May. And Chris Young. Yeah, two bad starts in a row. His last one, six runs on eight hits against Cleveland in just five innings. He has faced the Twins twice this year, both out of the pen. Has allowed two runs on two hits in five combined innings against the Twins. I'll let the Royals tomorrow. Twins have been way too hot. The Royals have been way too cold. Chris Young's coming off a couple rough starts. Trevor May is not near this good. He's a young pitcher with a good ceiling who will continue to get better. The Royals will do to score some runs. So much of this, the words you hear most often, I think, probably on the dish are sample size. You hear that phrase. You hear the mean a lot. Just, just the way baseball works. The Royals should win tomorrow. If you're in Vegas, put the bet in. Probably be the Royals minus 120, maybe, tomorrow. Put it in. Edinson Volquez. Now it was you know, on Wednesday. Volquez, who is four and four with a three two six, was originally supposed to face Tommy Malone. The Twins have moved up Kyle Gibson, who is four and three with an even three ERA this year. And Volquez has been really good. Let's start with him uh, against the Twins this year. April fifteenth, seven and two thirds, three runs. April twentieth, seven innings, one run. So f- fourteen and two thirds and four runs allowed against the Twins this year. That's good. For keeping score at home. Volquez has struggled to get out of the sixth inning his last two starts. Gave up the three in Chicago, the nine strikeout game, after giving up the 3 0 home run. They made it go from a one earned run game to a three, and then his last start uh, struggled as well, obviously. So that was against you know Cleveland, by the way. Five innings, three runs on four hits. So we shall see what happens here in this series. I like the Royals to sweep. I like him again, even with Kyle Gibson coming in, who, by the way, has 11 starts and 69 innings against the Royals. Sorry, in his career. So, uh, sorry, this year. My God, that's a flop right there. Beep, let's start over. Go back 15 seconds ago. <laughs> Kyle Gibson, there we go. And not in his career. This year, 11 starts and 69 innings. Was the best pitcher in the AL in the month of May with a one ERA. Sorry, I got distracted there for a second. I'm paying attention to when the Royals make their second-round pick here in a second. So I kind of went... Flaggy there for about five seconds. But yeah, best pitcher in the AL in May was Kyle Gibson with the 136. Did get his second worst start of the year, got hit pretty hard against the Brewers, his last outing. Gave up three home runs in the first three innings, five runs overall in seven innings, and has faced the Royals twice this year. One run in his first time against the Royals in six and two thirds, and three runs in the next one in five innings. So Gibson, a pretty tough ombre. A guy the Royals never seem to be able to beat. Cy Gibson. Royals fans not so affectionately call him. I still like the Royals a lot in this series. Let's just get tomorrow's game. Then you've got the two out of three locked up and you go for the sweep on Wednesday. I like the Royals a lot. I loved them on Wednesday when it was Volquez against Malone. I now like them just because the Royals have been struggling against Gibson. But again, they're due. So get the win tomorrow and we'll see what happens. We'll have it for you again here on Clubhouse Conversation. Hope you enjoy following the MLB draft like myself. Hoping to catch up with several of the young Royals who are drafted over the next few days here on Clubhouse Conversation, so keep it here. We'll get back to our uh, former, former Royal interviews as well next week, but trying to really focus on getting several guys for you this week from the 2015 draft class. Have yourself a great night, and go Royals!